Once again, a big thank you to Wild Earth Australia for their continuous support and being a company that really believes in the adventurous lifestyle. Now, if you need any gear for your next adventure, running, hiking, camping, climbing, survival, you name it, they have it. So go to the website wildearth.com.au and put in the 10% discount code Diaries of the Wild Ones, all one word, capital letters. Free shipping Australia-wide, they even ship internationally. I think conversations like this one you're about to hear are so important to have. The one thing that connects every wild person I get to meet is the power of their own mind. They're the people that don't hold back when faced with fear. The people that go live out their dreams. The people that understand that it's okay to live out those dreams and know it's okay to be happy and have a great time doing it. Every one of these people have something that helps them keep that strong mindset. We all have different tools, but this is the tool that I use to keep my mind strong, a tool that I believe in, a tool that has literally saved my life in the mountains, in the ocean, and in the extreme cold. This is something I believe in because it helps me face my fears. It helps motivate me, helps keep my mind calm, and it helps me find that inner strength. So for this episode, I asked Rio from the episode I did called Conversations with an Enlightened Elder to join in. So our guest today is one of the strongest men I've ever met, an all-round top bloke, Mark Tiger Klua. I first met him on the Gold Coast at a Wim Hof breathing and ice bath course. Wim Hof and Mark the Tiger were up on stage teaching everybody in the room the breathing technique, which has gotten Wim Hof through 26 world records. They pushed us deeper and deeper into the breath and into the mind that day. I'll never forget the energy in the room that these two powerhouses had on stage. I believe so much in the message that these guys are spreading because it is such a positive one. The words that Wim spoke to me when I was in the ice bath that day have resonated with me since. He said, you are powerful. You are full of power. And it is just so simple, such a simple message, yet holds so much power. We have one life, people, one life. Live it. I can't believe all this preparation for a podcast. And now there's a chainsaw going in the distance. Yeah, but we can't hear it now. Yeah. You reckon, can we hear it? Can we hear that chainsaw? I can't hear it. I can hear it like... Nah, it's all good. Well, <laughs> well are you guys ready? All in. Yeah, I'm ready. All in. Well, I, I kind of wanted to start off this podcast with how I met Tiger, because this for me was actually a really par- powerful experience in my own life. Mm. So we're all here joined together because of the Wim Hof method, mm-hmm. because of Wim Hof himself and his meditation technique, which we'll go through in a second, but... I um Tiger, you're here because your energy. Oh, these chairs are creaking again. Your energy, Tiger. Okay, so basically, when we were on the Gold Coast with Wim himself, you were up on stage, and you and Wim were running the meditation. You were running the breathing session that we went through, right? Yep. And so I haven't fully told you this story, and I, I, I'm wondering <clears throat> if you actually remember it. But we went, we we're going deep, right? And I remember you were up on stage. And you were telling everyone 
in a really powerful, strong voice to go deeper and feel that emotion, let that emotion come up. And I remember there was a lot of people in the room that were green to meditation, even itself, and the Wim Hof method as well. And I remember, you know, people started crying, people were laughing, all that mm. emotion started coming up and you were just getting everyone to go deeper and deeper. And and we will go through the Wim Hof method in a second, but at the time, I think it was like round two, and we held the breath and I wanted to go deeper. So instead of holding my breath, I just kept breathing and I just kept going deeper and deeper. And so then I brought that into the, I think the third round, I think we did three rounds that day. And I went so deep that when it came to the breath hold, I held my breath for six minutes and 42 or four, I think it was six, six minutes, 42 seconds or six minutes, 47 seconds. Right. And then when I came out of that, I was in the most euphoric state that I think I've ever been in through meditation. But because like you were running and you're up on stage and there was this, this masculine energy and you and Wim, the energy between Wim Hof and you that was up on stage was just so powerful that I got up and I was in this euphoric state without knowing what I was doing. I literally had no, like I was just in this euphoric state. I stood up, I walked across this crowded room of people straight to you, just beeline straight for you because that's where the energy took me and I walked straight up and gave you a hug. And I don't know if you remember that, mm. but I, because um, I think a, a lot of people are hugging you at that time, but I just walked over and I was so, like, I was just so drawn to your energy because of this power. But um, yeah, so yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember this stranger at the time hugging you? Yeah, I did actually. I had a few people come up, but it was. Uh, yeah. It was a pretty it's, got, yeah, like I'm thinking, like it's because like you go back to these times, <clears throat> and it was it was so powerful. Yeah, it, it, you know, everyone, we're all there, and we're all there for the same reason. Yeah. Mm. What What is the Wim Hof method to you? Should we Should we touch base with what the actual Wim Hof method is like if you're because you are a Wim Hof trainer like you train yeah yeah so so run us through what the Wim Hof method is to you okay well, would you like to know what the structure of the Wim Hof method what it's about the whole thing okay yeah. so if you're starting from scratch just so people at home know what okay so basically the Wim Hof method is based around three main pillars it's breathing cold therapy and mindset and focus and commitment to the work. That's the three. Now, all those singularly by themselves are good for you, but the Wim Hof method comprises th those three main pillars. Okay? So we're doing the breathing, alkaline in the body, downgrading the pain receptors, and then getting ready to go into the ice. So they're so powerful, obviously. But then when we get in the ice bath, we then need to be focused because, see, our body knows what to do, but the head gets in the way. Mm. So, so that distraction. That's right. So we've got to just trust in it. We've got to go to the soul. And as I said, the breathing helps us first by downgrading the pain receptors. We're still going to be focused when we're in there. But alkaline in the body, there's no sickness doesn't live in uh, alkalinity. Yeah. And we just, we just love it, mate. And, and, and as I said, I love it because, it's you know, you know, I had trouble before I first started meditating and what meditation is. And so by me laying down, listening to Wim's breath, fully in, and let go, that's all I came to, just the breath, and just kept breathing. 
then I'd have something come into my mind from outside and I'd try to then let it go and come back and just focus on the breathing. Yeah. And that started me with the meditation, you know, so... So the Wim Hof Method, we actually just finished um, four rounds um, and that actually just got really powerful. Like I... um. I definitely had a lot of emotion come up and I finished it by laughing, especially mm-hmm. at you, Rio. I can stop laughing at you. But um, <laughs> the science behind it, and I think out of all the meditations I've done personally, the science behind it is what I really like about this one. So basically, what is the science behind the Wim Hof Method? Like, what are we actually doing to our body? So like we're breathing in, yeah. we're, we're building that oxygen up in the cells. Yes, correct. So we're, basically, we're just oxygenating our whole body. Yes, we we are. But what we're also doing, we're um, we are dumping or carbon dioxide, which is a vasodilator. Okay, so that's when you get that cramping effect. People might get tingling on the face. There might be a number of things that happen. Tingly feet, and so we are um, losing carbon dioxide. Okay, and then when we do the breath hold. We, we build up our carbon dioxide. So we're changing the physiology of our body. <clears throat> and but when we're going from one extreme to the other, that makes it so powerful. So it's not magic. This yeah. is it's not but physiology. You know, like this is what happens. That's what we're doing. So we're breathing. We're raising cortisol level. Now, when Wim... Oh, that's this cord. I finally figured out what cord buzzes. Is it that one? Yeah, it's this one. Continue. Okay. What they found, and I'll go just back a little bit about this because this is really exciting, and we don't go too heavily into the science, right, when we we do a session because we want want to talk about the feeling and the the emotion goes with it. There's plenty of science on the website, but what's really important is that for years and centuries – you know, the autonomic nervous system is an innate system. It's always thought that we can't influence those systems. So so the autonomic nervous system, among other things, is uh, responsible for, for uh, blood pressure, body temperature, and heart rate. And it's broken into two. We've got the sympathetic, fight or flight response, and we've got the parasympathetic, rest and digest. Okay, so we've got those two. When Wim was laying down at Rabound University with all the monitors on, they found that he could, with that breathing technique, when we're doing the breathing, they found he had as much cortisol in his body as someone bungee jumping or jumping out of an aeroplane for the first time by just that, by just breathing. Yeah. And then when he held his breath, he went into the parasympathetic. And this just threw everything on its head. Because in everyday life, we're not balanced anymore. Mm. Okay? Here's centre. We don't want to be too far on the parasympathetic because it'd be, hey, man, we get nothing done. Yeah. Too far over to the sympathetic's no good because we, you know, we burn out our adrenals. Mm. We need to have focus. So the beauty about this method is we go from one to the other. Mm. We go from one to the other. And that's yeah. what's so powerful about it, you know? You know what I love, and um, Wim brought it up on the Gold Coast when we were meditating with him, um, that life is literally just too comfortable. Yes. It's like us as human beings, us as animals on this planet, 
It's like it's literally become too comfortable and too easy to live life. Like it's cold, we grab a jumper. You know, we're hungry, we grab some food. And I think that's the thing where the cold, what it does to us too, and having those cold showers and everything, it's just, it can be, I say to people, it's as simple as just letting yourself know it's okay to be uncomfortable and learning to be uncomfortable. And the thing is, you just, you don't end up being uncomfortable. As The more you learn how to be uncomfortable, the less uncomfortable you are. Yes. Mm. And it's like, it's yeah, just sure. basically this great sure. way to train the mind mm. to really be able to push yourself. And I've, everyone I've got into the Wim Hof method mm. has never turned back. They're just like, well, this is an amazing meditation. This is an amazing way to strengthen the mind. But so many people that I know are scared of it and they're scared to find their own strength or their own strength of the mind. Do you, do you two, do you guys know why that is? Well, you, you just, you get comfortable with whatever you're doing, right? And it's kind of like, it's a path of least resistance. You know, like with, you know, like having a comfortable lifestyle yep. is, you know, it's just, that's what you're used to. That's what you do. You become habituated. It's an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's sort of like, what's wrong with being uncomfortable? It's like we say the word uncomfortable and we make it sound like it's a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like it's like saying you know uh, what's wrong with effort? You know, like people don't want to make an effort anymore because they just want to just push a button and it happens. What the fuck's wrong with effort? You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just yeah, it's, it's a it's a concept that you know has fallen out of fashion somehow yeah. and falling out of connection. I suppose well, because when we have that effort, we have got that connection to something. Yeah, you but I mean, I mean, even even uncomfortable. It's like what is that? And it's very subjective. It's like it's like what's uncomfortable for somebody else might feel amazing for somebody else, you know? So Mm. it's sort of like, it's, so all you're doing is you're like opening up the envelope, you know, you're the, the possibility of where you can experience life just becomes much greater. If you can do something like this, you know, whereas like, you know, your, your operation, your realm of operation just gets, just grows. Whereas most people, you know, like, if you, you open the door, they freak out. <laughs> it's yeah. like, hey, shut the door. It's cold, you know, but it's like with something like this, I mean, it's just like you're just, you're more, you're so much more capable if you can do, yeah. if you can push back the extremes in your life. And yeah. I think what's important, especially with young people, once they sit in an ice bath, you get them through that point. Once they sit in an ice bath, what's so powerful is that they, they get their power back. Yeah. People, I'll say, actually, I'll say people, everyone gets their power back yeah. when they access this. Yeah. And that's what I love. And, you know, young ones, I say to them, look, you're having a hard day at school or someone's bullying you or, or, or you're having, you know, difficulties uh, with a teacher or whatever, come back to the time that you sat in the ice bath and you sat in there and you accepted what is, where what is correct, what is the yardstick in life. This is what we use, and then you compare that to these other things that are troubling you, and they actually they actually don't become a thing. Yeah, they're not a problem. They don't, yeah. This is and 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 the other thing is that it doesn't discriminate against. You need to be. This is a thing that athletes do. We all need to do this. Men, women, children. Like I said, it brings the power back. And and what I love, it's like when you ride a good wave, boys. You know, mm. the contentment you feel. Yeah. You come out 
and this contentment because people are empowered. I've done that. I can't believe I've done that, they say. Mm. I said, well, you've done it all. You know, and you just go there and, you, and be, and you go to the soul. It's just... What's happening in the mm. mind when you get in the ice? Like for, for me, I remember the first ice bath I did was the most painful thing I'd ever done. Well, it wasn't the most painful, but it was, it was so... I remember mm. I got in there and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I need to get out. I need to get out. And it's basically, the more I did it, the easier it was. And it got to a point where I just got in there. And it's like when you still your mind, you just don't feel the ice anymore. You're just there. Is that, is that the same for you? That's what it happens is, to me? The beauty about the ice bath, even though you do it regularly, there are times, it's how you turn up on the day. If you're, if you're struggling with something, it's a mirror to the soul. Mm. So this is what you need to do. You need to turn off. Because if you get in there and if, you, if you're in the head, you're dead. Mm. You've got to get in there and yeah. just come to the breath. So you need to breathe. So what I, the first thing you need to do is when you get in there, it's slowing the breathing down. To the point where I'll say to some of the participants, I'll get them to hold their breath because they're coming, when they're breathing in panic, they're coming from their chest. And we know what that happens in life. Yeah, when we panic, breathing. shallow breathing, mate. Mm. We've got to come from deep within. Activate the parasympathetic response because that's when the magic happens in the ice bath. Yeah. How did you and, just feel, Rhea, as that was your first time just doing the Wim Hof method as doing as you've done breathing, a lot yeah breathing yeah you've done a lot of meditation a lot of breathing just as that um, that technique that we just did how did you feel from that uh, basically I felt high afterwards you know it's just like it just it just I I don't even know like the chemical you know what's happening in my brain but I think my brain was just super oxygenated and it's just sort of like I just felt really incredibly alive after doing it. So, you know, that's, yeah. that's for me is what's happened. But I think that anything it's what I love about this is that you're in, it's an invitation to have some new experience is what you're offering us. Right. Okay. Yeah. And because of that, it's like, it's just like what you were saying before people get locked into just being like, you know, they can only do certain amount of stuff, you know, they got to be comfortable or, you know, or, or they're uncomfortable. Right. And I think that, you know, something like this is an opportunity to actually kind of like, you know, see what you're capable of, really. You know, and it's and a then challenge. it's exactly it's a challenge, yeah. And it's like if you if you can accept challenges in your life, then all of a sudden it's kind of like, well, you you got to ask yourself the question: Well, what else can I do? You know, and it's like, oh, I only thought I could do this, mm -hmm. but now it's like, wow, I just did that. You know, and that was awesome. You know, it's like that felt really great, or, you know it pushed me past where I thought I could be. So what else, you know, what else is, you know, I think this is, this kind of like is a setup to actually live a life almost in a way. It's an invitation to live a life. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's like pushing you past what you thought you could do. And then you kind of get that question in the back of your mind after that. It's like, well, what can I do? You know, it's like, I've been told I could only do this, but like, you know, maybe that's just, a self-imposed limitation it's like okay well let's try this you know and then you just get you become you create habit about about living a life you know you actually start to like challenge yourself and life can be so much bigger than what you thought it could be so it's like then all yeah. of a sudden it's like it's this is kind of like a it's a door into that kind of a like way of thinking i think yeah and at the end of the day it is a meditation and it brings up 
Why does the Wim Hof method bring up so much emotion? I remember that day you saying um, to the crowd when you're on stage and you're getting everyone to go, you're saying, go deeper, go deeper, feel those emotions, bring those emotions up. And I think you said society tells men we can't, we're, that we shouldn't feel those emotions. Mm. Like what is that for you? What's those core beliefs there that we should actually like really feel those emotions for one? And why does the Wim Hof Method bring that out? Do you know? Like, does, is, is just because it's a meditation and because you are self-reflecting? Mm. Well, the first time in 2016, I had the opportunity to go to Wim Hof at the last moment. He was coming to Australia, and I had the, on two days before, I was asked if I wanted to go. And I said, yep, yep, for sure. Mm. But I was bloody, I was nervous, uncomfortable. And the uh, the night before, you know, I was on a, we started on a Wednesday night, Wim turned up. And we're all ready. We're all kind of nervous, you know, like I didn't know what to expect. So I wasn't still fully in with it, you're right? So mm. I had this masculine kind of thing on a building, toxic building site, you know, I'm still unsure. I'll hold back because it, I, I, you're the a ego. Pl- plumber from yeah. trade before yeah, you exactly. started Plumber building off. company, yeah, exactly, yeah. mate. And he said, he said, strength, health and happiness. It's the first thing he said, strength health and happiness, the rest is bullshit. Mm. And when he said that, I was in. I was, yeah. I've was. i been searching. Mm-hmm. I had been searching. I was uninspired. I was just going through the motions with my work. You know, I had a family business with my brother. And when he said that, I thought, I'm fucking in. That's what I said. I let, I let everything go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that next day, I just breathed. And there was this shit that was locked inside. And see, this bullshit, what I've worked out on my journey... The bullshit for me is what society places on men, how they need to be, behave in public. Don't show emotions in public. It's just a sign of weakness. I tell you, it's a sign of courage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You totally. show how you feel to the point, you know, like when we've grown up, you know, um, I was pretty lucky. I was lucky with my father, who's still alive, Marty. Um, he was always a. Uh, there and he was he was very uh, affectionate. Marty was, but obviously when you grow older, you see the other kids at school or whatever. You, you know, you, you don't want to show your emotions, mm. and you hear stories of fathers saying to their son, "Listen here, mate, stop crying. I'll give you something to cry about." And it starts from there. It's <laughs> yeah, that belief system. Horrible. It takes courage to show your emotions. Tell your mates you love them. We're together. Yeah. We all of us. Men and women need masculine and feminine energy to be balanced. All of us, men and women, we walk together. Strong men and women walk together, not one after the other. We're together and we lead together. And, and so I had all this emotion. And I, look, I was probably, uh, probably one of the eldest in the group, there was, you know, there were 60 of us at that, um, at that retreat, five days. A pole asked me, mate. I had all this stored up emotion, you know, family stuff. We've all got skeletons. Mm. We're yeah. not the lone ranger, mate. Mm. We've all got skeletons. Mm. And it brought up this deep emotion within. And I felt it. I thought, what's that? I said, what? I felt, what's that bloody stirring inside me? And I just let go. And at that point, after that, 
there was no embarrassment. I felt great. People came up and it was like, this is when you learn. This is when the growth happens. When you're vulnerable, vulnerability gives you growth. And that's when you truly connect with people. Yeah. That's when life starts, mate. And that's what I found. It's a vulnerability. We get growth. You get close. I cried for five days. Oh, that's awesome. Five days. I came home. I was sitting on the kitchen bench. My wife came in. And there's just tears streaming down my face. And then uh, my wife rang up my brother, who's my business partner, and said, something's happened to Mark. There's something happened to Mark. And my brother said, she'll be right. I've been on some of these things before. He'll be right in a couple of weeks. 2016, that was. It's now... 2019. I'm not right, but I am right. <laughs> I'm right, and I'm on and I'm on this journey now. And I, I'm just coming from the heart space, mm-hmm. out of the head, and I'm coming into the heart space, and I'm just leading. I'm in free fall. I'm going to give this a crack, and just go with my heart. And yeah. this is what it did for me. It unlocked something. It opened we, your heart. It opened up the heart, mate. It opened the heart, and I didn't care. What people thought. It let you know it was okay for you to be yourself. Correct. And that's one of my strong beliefs. And what I, you know, we talk, oh, we go through the science, like I said, but there's something so powerful. Okay, the science unites us all, but there's plenty written, you know, on the website. But we want to, we want to, you can, you can look at that stuff, like I said, after the event. Have a look at that. You can go online, get back in there. We're here. We're in the heart space. Yeah. We're going to be come from the heart space, and that's and that, and that's a beautiful thing. It heals, mate. All the stuff they're doing with heart math now, the healing ability of coming from the heart. Yeah. Do you know the one thing yeah. that I've noticed um, through this podcast with the people that I meet and the people that I interview? And so, this podcast is well, it's diaries of the wild ones, and it's people's wild diaries, and mainly like adventurers. Um, and explorers and people that dream and go live out their dreams, right? Mm. And the one thing that I've noticed that's literally and has been a big um, teacher for me and a big teacher also about how my own mind works is the one thing that everyone has in common that I talk to is that connectivity. Is that It's that belief in their own self. It's that self-love that everyone has that they all know that it's okay to go be themselves and, and and through that i'm all these people are fucking amazing you know mm. what i mean i get to talk to all these people that you know that are like professional surfers or adventurers or explorers or people that are out living their truth right and the common thing that i keep thinking about is exactly this they're letting it's they know it's okay for them to be themselves and we've talked about mm. it before Rio. i think it's mm. i talked about it with you in the car it's so fucking crazy that people like literally out of fear of judgment or fear of mm. being different or whatever we have one life and people have this fear and they literally don't do what they want it they don't live their truth right they don't live their truth and live what they want to do because of this fear that they have that they're different or fear that they have that they're not allowed to or fear that they have they're scared to be themselves and through these practices like the Wim Hof method mm. like other meditations it like shows you that it's okay to be you. You know what I mean? It gives you that power, this self-love, because it gives you inner reflection. You're going and you're breathing, you're meditating, you're going deep, you're learning the power of your own mind. 
And for me, it's like, okay, so we've all got journeys of how we've got to this point. Like Rio, you've had an amazing life of how you've been able to do, to do this. And where the Wim Hof methods helped me was like, you know, everything that I did did up in the Arctic. It's like, there's no way I could have done that with... Well, there is ways I could have done it without this, but it was just like, this was just a tool that I used mm. to help me see my own strength and my own potential, which I didn't even know I had because I questioned everything, you know what I mean? Mm. 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 And I was just like, this was just another tool where there's so many tools. Like, Rio, you just um, tried the Wim Hof method today, but it's like, you've had tools your whole life, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's just, you know, it's just... This is the only thing that actually interests me. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I, you know, look, you, you get one shot at it, right? As far as I can tell, you know, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you know, maybe we come back as something else or, you know, I got ideas about all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of like, if you can't be yourself on this journey, uh, somebody told me the other day, he said, be yourself, everybody else is taken. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. thought that was I thought that, good, huh? I thought that was a really cool thing to say but it's yeah. sort of like you know like it's like man you're just throwing it away if you don't actually just run with it being yourself it's kind of like well what did you do while you were here you know what was the point what were you trying to be somebody else did you or were you trying to be the guy on the commercial or yeah. <laughs> or were you trying to be the guy that you know everybody else told you should be or what you know it's like, at the end of the day, the most fundamental question is, did you live your life? Did you, were you you? Did you sing your song? Yeah, did you sing your song? Exactly right. Yeah, it's just like, well, if you didn't, fair enough. That's not what you want to do. That's fine. Mm. But it's kind of like, I, I really want to see what it means to be me. I, I, mm. I want, I, I, am, I love the challenge. You know, it's like, whatever is going to put me more in touch with who I really am. It's like, I'm excited about that. You know, it's like, that's something I, I'm gravitating towards, you know, it's like, what's the point of being here if you're not getting a chance to, to do it? You know, if you can't be yourself, why are you here? What's, yeah. what's it even mean? You know, like, yeah, I was, I was John Bloggs. I lived my life as John Bloggs and it's kind of like, it's okay, you know, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> nah, no thanks, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, when you do that, you giving yourself own expectation to live up to. You know what I mean? No, explain that. What do you mean by that? Well, if you're, it's like, it's like you've set a whole trail of white lies behind you. And it's like, you're constantly playing the game of all these white lies. You you know what? Quick thing though. They're not even your lies. This is shit that you just picked up. You know, you were a sponge when you were a kid and this is shit that just got laid on you. And it's like, and that's a part, that's what growing up is about, is dropping the yeah. shit. Yeah. It's not your, it was never your shit. All those, all those things that you believe about yourself that tell you you're not good enough and all this kind of stuff, that's not yours. Yeah. That was, you know, that's somehow you got imprinted with that stuff, you know, it's, but it, that was never yours. You weren't put here to not be yourself, you know, but it's like somehow, you know, we've, you know, we've, like you said, we went to school and we did this and the people around us and, you know, and it's kind of like, well, you know, yeah, it's fair enough. You know, it's like people all want to succeed, you know, and the way we as animals are, sometimes we try to do better than somebody else. You know, we, you know, we'll try to do that. Okay. And, and through that process, you know, 
it might be a good idea to tell somebody, hey, you're not good enough. Let me do it you know, so that you get the chance to do it. And they don't. You know, it's like, OK, it's competition. OK. And as a species, we're fairly competitive. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's all shit. You know, it's like if, if, if you actually believe that you're not good enough, you've been told a crock. And, you know, you yeah. got to drop that. you got to really drop that story in order to, like, even be here, you know, to be authentically who you are. You just got to yeah. let that story go. You know, what does being a man mean to you, Tiger? Like being the masculine. Like, like, obviously, from what you said before, it isn't being that um, tough, egotistical I don't take crap and mm-hmm. what, man, I, I work in it too. When I work away in construction, you know, you work um, in these toxic environments and all that it is, it's like I look around and it's just, and I, man, I work with some amazing people, but it's just they're lost within themselves. And, um, and I find it's like being myself around them creates that space where they can be themselves around me. Mm. And you see that in people just you see them let go you know Mm. what i mean when you create this space for them like you must by teaching you must see this a lot like when you when people come to you when you're holding it these seminars you're seeing people just completely let go or you're encouraging people this chord Mm. i finally know which one it is you're literally like giving people a space to completely let go like, how does that even... Well, I think you've got to be, like, make it safe, and especially on a building site. Like, I used to have a new person working with us in our company, um, and I'd listen to it. I think, really, and that's one thing I still... It's been able to listen. Yeah. Listen yeah. is important. And then give it, providing a space for them to feel comfortable. Um, and then nurturing people. See... Masculinity, that's what it's about. It's about giving people space. It's about people feeling safe. Everyone can feel to, to feel safe and to be nurtured. And true ma- that's what true masculinity is. It's about nurturing. It's not about the he-man, the ego stuff. Yes, we do need an ego to get things done. We know that. Yeah. But there are times where it's no ego, we go together. And we've got to drop that. No ego, we go. Mm-hmm. The first thing, that's another one of whims, you know, a whimmerism. But like I like to say that when we walk in, you know, to everyone as they walk in the door, that it's you know on a session, it's not about who can hold their breath the longest, who can do the more push-ups. We go together, and so masculinity to me is letting go of all that shit and nurture and love people for who they are and what they are. Yeah, mm. that's what's really important for me. You know, and to, to let them feel free that they can grow and they can flourish. That's what it's about. Yeah. So, and on and 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 the hot, like we spoke about before, it's being authentic. The authentic part is the most important. Let's let everyone have the have the. Uh, not, I was gonna, not going to say the ability. Let's have everyone to have to have that space to be their authentic self. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you were hanging out with Wim Hof, mm-hmm. um, what's his 
what is actually his message? What is Wim's message by wanting to share what he's used to do 27 world records? Like he's used his method. So basically his method is it's just a sidestep from Tummo meditation. Um, oh, yeah, Tumo, yeah. You, you, that, that, yeah. The breath Tumo, of fire. Yeah, yeah, Tumo. Oh, yeah. I so it's like it, his yeah. own version of like an old ancient Tibetan technique. Yeah, and he studied, he went around the world studying these techniques and obviously come to, he's come to uh, putting the Wim Hof breathing technique together, you know, yeah. through, through spending mm. time with mm. these people. Yeah, so what's his message when he, right now, okay, basically he wants to share something with the world. What's his message through the Wim Hof method? What's he trying to get out of it? What people? I think? It's giving people the power back. Yeah. Mm. Give them the power. Mm. That if you're, you know, if you're feeling, you know, pretty average, do some breathing. You know, do some breathing and then get in a cold shower or, you know, because these things, and it, look, there's science behind this. We have the power. Just because you're feeling like that, you don't have to go and go and pop a pill or go to the doctor and get something. Mm. It's about giving you a tool. We give the power to the people, mm. you know. And I know he, you know, there's a f- times he's told me about these small little stories. The, a lady, a mother of four, coming up to him down in, in the streets of uh, Bronte. This was uh, uh, last year, and thanked him for giving her life back. He's she got four young children. A single mother was suffering from Crohn's disease, and he kept bringing this up. And he was so, like, it was beautiful. Like, he walks the talk, mate. Yeah. And that's why I'm so passionate because, mm. you know, he's on the path, obviously. And he just wants everyone else to feel st- strong, happy, and healthy. Because, see, life isn't the Porsche about the Porsche. It's what makes you feel good. That's what makes you feel good. It's happiness, mate. It's happiness. Mm. How amazing is it that your path through your own through your own awakening that now you're also spreading this? It's like so now you're holding seminars. What you just did a um, rites of passage seminar? In yeah, no, I, I I actually had it. There was a I went along for some training, and uh, I've, I've started this level one rites of passage with Anna Rubenstein up in the back of uh, Mullumbimby, and. It's interesting because I saw the framework on um, on like what societies have done for thousands of years that we don't have now that we've neglected. Mm. And there's a framework there that's so important. Is this like a tribal framework? Yeah, it's a framework, yeah. And that's what we are. We're tribal people. That's what we're about, see. And it really dawned on me that, 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 that this is what we're missing. And it shows the steps. And it's like there's a challenge. Mm. As part, as part of a, a ritual, you know, to go through the rite of passage, there's a challenge. Now we're not the rite of passage. This is not just for men. This is for men and women. There's a challenge there, and this is what the ice bath coming back to the ice bath again. That's what that provides a challenge. Yeah, and you come through the other side. I know we've kind of touched you know, on it, but th- what? That's, that's, so, sorry, mate. So, so yeah. that's it. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about this because because mm, society's lost touch, as I said, with uh, with this, and we've got you know we've got a lot of um, issues now, obviously, with people struggling. 
you know, um, society struggling. We need to, like I keep saying this, bring power back to the people. It's about us all learning about the social structure. You know, we've got young, I speak from a man's point of view, you've got young fellas taking risks, risk-taking, and they do this because they're lacking that and they haven't had that initial that initiation or that rite of passage because it's been lost. And that's what we we need to do. And That coming-of-age ceremony, do you mean, as in like coming into manhood? Yeah, coming... Becoming a, a man? Yes, coming to man and there's challenges that, that, that go along with the rite of passage. And as long as it's um, facilitated... So they don't come to a tra- trauma point. Like, mm. you know, young men, for example, they might do some heavy drinking, speeding, they end up in hospital, that you know, a car accident. So then they wait for trauma. So then that a trauma starts their new life or they walk out the other end. They're either changed or they fall back. Whereas uh, with the rite of passage, if there's if there's a facilitated like uh, like they do, so for example, there's an African tribe that put gloves on their hands and they're full of these fire ants. Whoa! And man, they've got to do this nineteen or twenty times, Whoa. mate. Whoa. And I tell you, Whoa. I tell you, yeah, yeah, but mate, and these fire ants, they're big bastards too, mate. Like that's nothing you know? compared to a water or a cold water bath. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's insane. Yeah, and apparently, Whoa. apparently, someone told me that. Um, Andy and um, what's the other fellow? The two fellas, fellas they, they go around. Hamish they, and Andy. Hamish, Hamish and Andy. Andy gave that a crack. Oh, my God. And apparently oh. after he had those gloves on, and he only had it on for a short amount of time, He had, they put him in hospital with morphine to get rid of the pain. The pain is so intense. Oh. Now, I'm not saying we need to go those, obviously, that to that extent, obviously, yeah. but there are these things in place. That's you know, and the community, and see, this is the other thing. It's the community. They're there, and they get behind. The community is so important. Yeah. So we can jump, you know. And and what I love about I'm coming back now to the ice bath. When we're there, having an event, we breathe together, we laugh together, and we make cry together, together. We struggle together. We're a community. Mm. And we all get around. And this is the community thing where it's been proven that isolation is far... That's, that's sickness. That causes sickness. Community is so important for our health, mental health, for our overall health. That's because other people validate us. Mm. Exactly. And there's familiarity, you know, and so that's what... This is what... And it's the community thing. And so... I try to, and I was talking to you earlier about it, Aaron, in the car, that I need to, please, if you decide you want to have a crack at a Wim Hof session, don't focus on the ice bath. It's the easy part. I'm telling you, after you're breathing for 40 minutes to an hour, the ice bath's nothing, mate. Please, please don't focus on the ice bath. Focus yeah. on just being, mate, and, and, and the enjoyment you get out of it and, and being with people. That are all there at that particular time. You're all there, and you're all together on the same path. Yeah, mm. Mm. I had I had a coming of age ceremony. Did you? It was actually yeah, and and in a, in a different sense. I was in I was I grew up in Palm Beach on the Gold Coast, and I was in Palm Beach Board Riders. And I remember my initiation into the Board Riders Club. And if you look back on it, um, society now definitely. 
basically they stopped doing these coming of age ceremonies. So basically they used to have initiations, right? I remember I was 15 or 16, right? And I got voted into the club. So you've got to be in the club for a while, um, you know, as a guest. And then when it comes, once you've proved yourself, then they have a vote and someone has to second it. And then when everyone, but you've got to go out and everyone votes on it. I remember, I remember being so nervous, right? Because someone had to say, okay, no, we want him in there. Someone else had to second it. Then you go out of the room and they do a vote if they want you in the club or not. Mm. And I remember being a young 15 year old kid and being so nervous, right? And it's all the older boys, right? All the older guys in Palmy. I was a young surfer. They were all the older surfers. And I came in, back in, and they go, yep, you're in here, got you in the club, if you pass your initiation. I go, okay, so what's my initiation? They go, so I had to stand up the front, and everyone in the room, the, all the blokes, well, it was all, all, all men, but they formed a line, two lines, and I had to run down the middle, the gauntlet. Before I ran down the middle, I had to skull a leader of goon... <laughs> And two Bundy dry lines, right? And now I'm not saying that, but this thing was there was an initiation process, right? And then I had to run and try and make it to the end when everyone got to punch me, right? And I remember because I was, I was. This a, sounds like a great club to be in. Yeah. No, I was. They. God. This is what happened, right? So I remember, and I was a little smartass, right? I remember, all right, I'm going to get the crap kicked out of me here, and I'm like, well, yeah. I'm not going out without a bang. And I remember, all right, so. I've got to scull this stuff, right? So I'm, I'm 15, 15 or 16 years. I'm no drinker. And I'm not saying that this is the coming of age ceremony, but this, in the bigger picture it is, right? So basically, I remember I scull this goon. Yeah. And I get to the end. I was like, scull, scull, scull. I get to the end. I'm like, oh. God, and they're like, Bundy dry lime. And I grab these Bundys and it's like ginger ale. And so it's like cold and it's burning. It's fizzy. It's burning my throat. And I do one and they're like, scull the other one. I'm like... Skull, and then I remember I stopped. They're like, "Come on, skull!" And I do it, and then I go to take a step to run, and I start throwing up. I just throw up on the clubhouse oh. floor, and then everyone starts laughing. And then they're like, "Run!" And I just remember, all right, I'm going to get the crack kicked out of me here. And I remember James over. He was a big one of the older boys, one of the bigger boys. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm about to get the crack kicked out of me, so I'm running straight at James and I'm punching him first. And I just remember, and I was like this little kid, and I just remember running straight at him and hitting him as hard as I can in the arm, and then they've got me. And like, you know, it was all just dead arm and dead legs. Yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to run through and I get to the end and everyone picks me up. And then it's just this whole like party and celebration that, um, that I was now in the club. But you want to know something? It was like after that point, no matter what, those guys had my back. You know what I mean? And I was a young 15-year-old kid in Palm Beach that was like, um, I never had a ma- like a father male figure. And I suddenly had this group well i kind of had them before but now i really had ingrained in me that i had this group of older boys mm. that had my back no matter what and they used to pick me up and take me surfing and always look after me i remember one night um one night i was walking home and i got i got robbed i got jumped by a couple of guys and um and i remember i called them and straight away all the boys came down picked me up sorted these other guys out and I, no matter what i just had these i had this community and it was the community yeah. whether it was going around the right way yeah. or not but the club stopped doing that stuff you know what i mean and whether they had to be so brutal or not they stopped doing initiation ceremonies and it used to be and i, and I look at it back on it and i think it's such a shame not that they had to be as brutal but i think it was really important to have this test so it wasn't like hey you're not just in with us you know to have a test to to get in and be like okay now you're one of us but together as a community you know what I mean? And we look after each other. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, 
I don't know. It's just like, it was really important yeah, to cool, me. And cool. at the time it was like something and it was like, I suddenly felt like an outsider or as a boy to like one of the. Yeah. You're part of the club. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly that. I was part of the club. But, mm-hmm. And it was like, that was so meaningful to me um, being a young kid and the guidance that I always had off those older guys. And I always, um, that's something that I look back on and I'm so thankful for that I had that guidance of those mm. guys, whether if they led me astray or not, but those guys always had my back and they always looked after me. And it was like, yeah, that was really, really important to me. I was, I was wondering, you know, cause it's like, you think about uh, right now, it's like you were saying a little while ago, Tiger, about how everybody is kind of like, we're, so, we're almost like we're all individuals, you know, it's like, we're not that much part of a community kind of in a way. And I think that almost in a way, what people do is they do stuff to find acceptance, right? And, you know, because most people, they want they want to be part of community. They want, everybody wants to be Instinct, loved. Right. Instinct, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody sure. wants to be loved, right? Mm. And it's sort of like, so people will do things, and we've got this kind of like this kind of quite a skewed, idea of what being a man is you know Mm -hmm. it's like if you watch you know any movie on television or anything like that it's like if you got a big gun you know and you can be the tough guy and you know kick everybody's ass and everything it's boy masculinity that's not true masculinity exactly exactly so Mm. what it almost feels like to me is it's like that's the story that we've been sold Mm. okay and a lot of young people just just seeking community, just seeking to be accepted as part of the club or whatever you're talking about, you know, they'll do something like that because mm-hmm. that's what they've been told they should do. Yeah. And, you know, which is creating a lot of shit for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. it's like, instead of finding love, you know, instead of a community, which is brilliant with you passage, you know, rites of passage, it's like the community before you go down that track thinking that's what you have to do to be part of the community you're actually being invited by the community to be part of the community. Mm. You're actually being told, you know, look, we love you and, you know, we want you to be with us. And it's like, we want you to feel part of this, you know, and it's like, Mm. and, and yeah, without that rites of passage, you know, like people are trying to find their own way of doing it and they're, Mm. they're watching movies and figuring that's the way to do it or, Mm. you know, some skewed bent, you know, Hollywood trying to sell us something, you know, or trying to make bucks out of us, you know, it's like they're, you know, and they're, they're catering to our egos, which, you know, your ego is not what's going to, you know, give you community. Your ego is going to create separation. It's going to put you mm-hmm. outside of everybody else. It's all about me and fuck mm-hmm. everybody else, you know, but it's, it's almost like, you know, and that's, that's seems to be the dilemma for a lot of young people. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they're, they're they're trying to find community, but they're trying to find it in a way that they've been sold a bill of goods. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's kind of bullshit. You know, but it's like, you know, so I you know I commend you for doing that rites of passage. My son went through that same rites. I, me, and my son went through that same rites of passage that you're talking about with Arna. Yeah, and uh, it was really it was awesome because and Elvian's son and Elvian used to help with running the pathways yeah. to manhood stuff and. And Elvian's son went this through is your it. wife, Elvian. Yeah, my wife. And uh, her daughter actually went through the same process, the, the mm. rites of passage for the young girls. And it's really cool because it's, it's kind of like during that, th- during that thing, we actually honored them 
know, uh, honored the kids. Oh, oh, oh. And that was just like, all of a sudden they had worth, you know, they had value themselves. They could see that they were loved by the community and they felt their own value, their own worth. And, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but the mm. kids that were in there to this day, they still come up to me. You know, these guys, this is like, I don't know. 20, they say you as family. This, yeah, this is like you know, 15, 20 years ago that these guys, these young kids were there and we were there for them. And to this day, I still run into them and it's like, they're just beautiful people. You know, they're just like, they got a real sense of who they were from doing that. And it's, they're very centered, you know, mm-hmm. like most of them, you know, like Rico, he's, he's Your really, son. he's yeah. centered, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's good. I think, I, I think what you're doing is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's very cool. So what path are you on now, Tiger? What, what's next? Well, after, after, uh, I've put my family through a bit of grief, I suppose, like it's been, you know, my journey. And so we sold our house in, um, in Melbourne. We're in a place, Elfington, near the city there, and uh, it was our family home. We, I had all my, well, my two daughters grow up there. And uh, I remember, which, which is I can still see it now, the day we sold the house, and I walked, this makes me a bit emotional, mate, and I walked through the house, And I let, this is hard, and I could hear my daughters playing with their friends. Yeah, and had mm. all and those in, memories. In the memories, and that was hard, like, mm. you know, and I, so I could hear that my, my, you know, my daughter Lauren speaking to her friends, playing, you know, like, and, and Mahalia, my other daughter, they were playing with their friends. And, and I went through that whole house, and I heard that, you know, and mm. I was really let go. And it was really hard. Because that was the home. Yeah, it was a home for 25 years. And then um, we sold that. And then uh, when we were settling, so um, this some land came up um, from a, through a friend of a friend up in uh, Hepburn. And it wasn't sold through a real estate. It just came, it presented itself. And I know, I know um, Julie was you know, my wife, and she's been so... Such a, he talked about strong women, mate. Mm. My wife Julie, yeah. you know, and she, yeah. And she was said, "Oh look, I don't think we're right for for this land." I said, "Look, I feel I'm feeling so clear here. We're going to do this." And so we bought the land, and it's we bought seventy acres up up in Hepburn in Country Victoria, which is the uh, Central High field, Central Highlands. And I'm building. I've had this vision. Of a retreat space, oh, cool. a retreat space up there, um, that I can bring men, you know, and to get get out of society, get get the separation, and we go through uh, this um, community and 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 this healing place. There's a strong sense of healing. It's beautiful up there, and and, um, and so that's my vision. I can see this, and I'm going for it. Yeah. Right, I'm going for it. And so what I do now, I spend my time on building this place and doing the women, travelling around Australia, teaching the Wim Hof method. And so that's what I'm focused on. Lucky my, my wife's working. That's why she works three days a week. And um, 
as I said, uh, she's so s- a strong, supportive woman who I love dearly. And we're going for it. And now, you know, there was fear for years that I, if I sold the house, is that a right decision or is it a wrong decision? Mm. And it came to me. And when I let it go, the fear, there's no right or wrong decision. <coughs> there's no right or wrong decision. And I just follow, I just, I'm just going for it. So that's what I'm doing or we're, we're, we're doing, yeah. building yeah, this like facility. We, you know, and, and it's not just for, for women. Sorry, for, it's not just for men. But, you know, um, I want to give everyone a chance to come up there and let's be authentic. Yeah. Get mm. the hands in the dirt. We'll do a sweat lodge. We'll get in an ice bath. We'll get in the hot water as well. We'll do the lot. Yeah, meditate and breathe and, and be authentic together. Yeah. And no, how's that? So it, anyway, so, yeah, so sorry. I, have I answered the that's, that's Yeah. I know. I, and so it's, you know, I, I've started, said I've started the, uh, the process and I'm just following the heart and, you know. How, how is it how life just falls into place yeah. when you do that? And when you're in flow, like we spoke earlier, um, Aaron, when you're in flow, things happen. You, the people you meet. Yeah. Mm. You know, you, the people you meet, you meet up. It's all kind of, it all starts to line up. Yeah. Well, that's, I can exactly say, it's the same for me. Every time in life where I just let go and go with it and allow what's coming my way to happen, mm. be as simple as... I. I've, and I've, I say this on pretty much every co- podcast. It's like, let the experience take me traveling when I go traveling. It's like, drop the expectation of what I should happen and let mm. my heart or my experiences mm. or my intuition take me somewhere and let the op- let the opportunities happen. And it's like, even with this podcast, it was like um, coming out of construction, being like, you know what, that isn't what... we. Uh, Rio and I had a really deep conversation another friend Mel because I was saying like every part in my life where I where I'm growing and it's like me working away in construction it's still a part of my life where I pretend not to be me mm-hmm. you know what yeah, I mean yeah. still a part of my life that isn't truly being myself mm-hmm. and I was saying like it's a stepping stone I, if I keep pretending not to be me in that part I can jump in other places and and they started challenging me at this and I I, I went away to, to that last job I just did and I was just thinking why am I doing this and then every time I put effort into this podcast or into things that I'm passionate about instead of that and go into that fear, that fear of like maybe not making as much money, that fear of doing mm. something different, and I just let it happen, the opportunities that just come my oh, way, yeah. it's for some reason, it's just like you're aligned with this. I don't know what it is. It's just like when you start letting it happen and be like, and you realize it's okay, and you start having that confidence or that self-love and being like, no, I can do this. It's okay for, it's basically saying to yourself, no, it's actually okay for me to do this. I'm allowed to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, for yeah. some reason, as soon as you get yourself in line with that, everything just comes your way. Mm. Oh, this yeah. cord. I'm throwing that one out yeah. after this. Oh, yeah. It was interesting because I was talking to Mel the other day and I was, I was saying to her, you know, like, <clears throat> I met this guy. Right, this guy that I know, and he was telling me about uh, uh, how the world's got all these problems, and you know, th- you know, we got to fix this, and we got to fix that, and it's a big problem, and blah blah blah, and, you know, and it's global warming, and this, that, and the other thing, and it's like, you know, and he was, 
I, I wasn't excited about what he was talking about, mm. you know, because he was telling me how dire everything was and how how much of an effort we're going to have to make to fix it and how much this and that. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, man, I got to paint the house, you know, <laughs> and I've got these things I got to do, you know, this sounds like just another thing I got to do, you know, and I'm going, fuck this, you know, it's like... I'm just gonna let it happen, you know. It's like, and but it was just kind of interesting because it's like I just thought about it and I thought, it's, it's not about that. It's kind of like human beings are pleasure seekers and we're pain avoiders, right? Okay, so it's kind of like mm. if you tell me that it's gonna be fun, I'm gonna do it, you know. But if you tell me like. Look, you're going to be miserable. It's going to be a lot of hard work. And it's like, but we'll save the environment. And I'm going, yeah. fuck that. <laughs> it's like, I'm not interested. You know, it's like, tell me it's going to be great. It's yeah. going to be a party. Well, and I'm going to jump in, you know. But it, it's like, it just that logic takes you down a path where it's like you start to realize you can create anything you want to create. And this is about you, Tiger. I see this in you. It's like, you can create anything you want to create. If you're, if you're willing to be creative enough to have a good time, mm. if you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of like people think, oh, if I have a really good time, my life will fall apart. You know, it's like, it's not going to work. And you're telling me, oh, you know, when I follow my path, I'm amazed how, how it all just falls into place. But it's, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. It's kind of like if, if you make it fun, if you are creative enough to actually look at life in a way where you can actually engage and enjoy yourself, you're going to win. You can't help but win. You know, it's like you're yeah. going to encourage other people around you to play with you. And it's like, and it's, we're not, you know, the war on drugs and the war on, on, on whatever, you know, oh, what is the war on terrorism? It's like all we did was make a whole bunch of more terrorists. We should have went out there and hugged those guys. We should have actually said, we should have invited them up to your property and said, dude, <laughs> yeah. you need a hug. Yeah. You know, or why are you doing what you're doing? You know, it's like, instead of like, now we'll bomb the fuck out of them, you know, and we'll do this and we'll do that. And then it's like we kill all their friends in the process, mm -hmm. you know, we make about a million other terrorists, you know, and now half the world's full of terrorists and stuff, you know, it's like, no, we actually needed to go out there and, like you said, listen to them, you know, make it safe for them, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds ridiculous, but that's simple. really what would have worked. You know, it sounds like, oh, you know, they blew up the twin towers, you know, so we got to fuck them over. You know, it's like, no, actually that's not going to, we're just going to perpetuate the situation. We're not mm -hmm. going to make it better. We're just going to piss a whole bunch of other people off or we're going to prove to them that we're assholes in the first place and that they should have done it to us in the first place and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's a never ending story, but it's like, it's like if we would have actually been a little bit more creative and instead of throwing the same shit back at them that they threw at us, turn the tables around. How can you hate somebody that is actually loving you? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like if you're going out of their, out of your way to make their life amazing, how can they hate you? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like, and I don't know. It's like literally enjoying yourself, you know? creating an amazing life for yourself 
that's what's going to turn the world around. Not having a war on yourself or not having a war on life or on something else. Yeah. You know, it's just, not that's not going to work. Not being spiteful and being able to let things go. It's, you've talked about it before, choosing the path of least resistance. It's like, okay, someone's just done that to me. Now I'm going to choose how to react to it. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, you can choose not to. You can choose to let it go. You can choose to love. You can choose to have that compassion for them. And by doing that, you're just having compassion for yourself because you're allowing yourself to st- keep being happy. You know yeah. what I mean? And this is the thing about these tools, about doing the Wim Hof method, about doing meditation. Sometimes people, and it's even a thing that this masculine thing, like I don't tell guys that I work with in the construction industry how into meditation I am, <clears throat> you know, because they just, they just don't get it. But it's like all I'm doing is doing a tool that just, it's just a tool that just helps me be happy it helps me be me and it helps me push my fucking mind Mm. to the extreme limits and like i talk to these guys and they go holy fuck aaron like you know like oh since we saw you last last year you you know you've done all these cool things oh i wish i could do that and everything well it's just like i'm just allowing myself to do it and i'm using tools like the wim hof method to Mm. reiterate that i'm allowed to do that for some reason, it's just like meditating or sitting or breathing and going back to the breath. I do it in the surf. As soon as I get scared, I go back to the breath. When I was in Iceland and I, I, when I was in the Arctic, I had to use the breath so much because you were so shocked and so out of your comfort zone. All you could do was go back to the breath. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You needed to ground, you, you needed to come back into yourself just to even just gather thought. You know what I mean? Because the environment around you was so harsh. It was shocking mm-hmm. you in so many different ways. It's just, it's just breathe. You know what I mean? It's just come back to the breath, breathe. And this is all it is. It's just another tool that's allowing you to be yourself, allowing you to live your own life, allowing you to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, that's what it, sometimes it, it doesn't annoy me. It more frustrates, yeah, it annoys me. It frustrates me when people, like they have this preconceived thing that you're not being masculine if you meditate. And it's just like, mm-hmm. but then they love the results that you have in your own life because you do these things. Mm, you know mm. what I mean? I'm just like aware that like, okay, if I'm working and working really hard and doing all these things, I'm starting to get stressed. I'm starting to lose focus on what my dreams and what my goals are. I'm starting to lose balance in my own life. Oh, what can I do to rebalance myself to continue being happy, to continue being in the now, to continue allowing myself to do the things I want to do? I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to the breath. I'm going to sit down for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Mm. I'm going to do some meditation. I'm going to do some Wim Hof breathing. Mm. I stand up at the end feeling like I'm fucking alive and sitting there going, fuck, I can do anything. I can literally go out right now and do anything I want to do in life Mm. just because I just spent 15, 20 minutes doing something really simple. Mm. You know what I mean? And then I get all these results from it. And then you have this masculine side of this, this thing where people are like, oh, no, you can't do that. But that's pretty cool that you go out and do all that stuff. Mm. I wish I could do that. Mm. And you're like, mm. just allow mm. yourself to do it. Mm. Well, he's he's creating that invitation for these people. Mm. You know, I know. That's what you're doing. You know, you're, you know, yeah. You know that. I guess it's is just a little bit like maybe it's it's not mainstream. You know, so people don't know about it. But, you know, hopefully something like this podcast will get it more out there, you know. But, and, that, and that's the know. whole point of it. Yeah. Where do people actually find you, you Mark? Where do people find you? Oh, it's Mark Tiger Kluwer. Yeah, my Instagram is mark.tiger. Now, it's my last name. It's, I'm, I'm also 
Dutch heritage, and I think that's why I gravitated to Wim because he reminded me of one of my crazy oh, Dutch uncles. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's yeah, Mark dot Tyre dot Kluwer K L U W E R. Yeah, and you use um, you don't Insta. have a website or anything? No, I, I'm go, I'm I'm in the process of that. I know I'm you know I'm I'm working on that at the moment. Yeah, but that'll be up and running soon. Yeah. Uh, within the, I reckon within four weeks that'll be I'll be up and running. Hopefully even sooner. Yeah. But if they uh, follow me on Instagram, I've also got a public page, uh, Mark Kluwer, on um, uh, Facebook. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, just I'm excited, mate. I'm excited about life. We've yeah. got to be excited. We've got to. we got to. Don't. Don't live your life, and just by going and doing the things, because you, that's your belief systems, and you're not happy. Now, going down the path doesn't mean it's going to we're not going for the easiest thing we're going for what feels right in our heart so you know you can be in flow and you can do all these things but there it, it, it can be hard it's not about going the easy path as you, you know yeah but when you know you're there you know it's 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 like look met my meditation in the morning like i'll sit and i'll listen to joe cocker i love joe cocker yeah right growing up with it love him mm. and a little help for my friends i sit and i i, I have the eyes closed and I see all that, all the friends I've met, and, and it's so powerful. And so, and I've probably deviated again. No, no, it was <laughs> okay. a great way to but, start but, the day. But, but, but that's how I start the day, and I'm grateful for the people that I've met in my life and that are coming into my life, and I'm just, I'm just ready to accept it and go for it. Yeah. Be inspired. Don't. Especially people our age, uh, young fella. Mm. Okay, mate. Not Aaron. We're talking about the young fella. Okay, Rio. That's yeah. a thing. Just because, see, what happens? Men, you know, our age. Mark the plumber. Start off as a plumber. Mark the builder, and that's your identity. And you think you have to finish your life like that. We need purpose. It's purpose in life. Sing your song, and you'll find it. If you go. In a quiet spot. Now it might sound this might sound out. You go to a quiet spot, and just sit in that. You know, go to nature's perfect for it. Yeah. Out in the surf, or going for a walk, mm. and see what the heart says. Close it down. Do some breathing. <sighs> Slow it down, and and see what happens. And so that's what I want to inspire. I want to lead, and it's about leading by example. You've got to walk the talk. It's no good saying one thing and not and doing the other. Yeah. So that's what really we have to do, mate. Yeah. Just follow the heart. Well, let's do it. I, I, I love when you run meditations. It's just insane, the power that you have, the strength that you have, because it comes out in your energy. Thanks, mate. In your Thank voice, you. that power. Like just before you had me, what you had is you had me wanting to go as deep as I, I could in the breath. I just kept going and kept going, and you were just pushing and pushing breathe it in let it out breathe it in let it out it was yeah it was it was amazing so man. anything you're you're ever going to do um yeah we're marketing this through instagram well, thank you oh great so we're going to um yeah so if anyone wants to try the wim hof method they can go what's wim hof just google wim hof method yep um 
So, Mark, you're here in Australia teaching the Wim Hof Method. So, every time you do, you're holding a course. Yeah. You just put that on um, Instagram and then there's like normally a link there. Yeah, there'll be a link in face, and there'll be a Facebook event. So, I want to get back up here, in, I reckon, November. So, let's do something, Aaron. Let's yeah. organise it. Let's get a session up here. I'll get a couple up in November um, around this area. Yeah. And let's not focus on the, on the, the cold. Let's, yeah, let's focus, focus on the breath. On the breath. And the community. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Community, commitment, and cold. Mm. Community, commitment, and cold. Yeah. Mm. Is there anything you want to um, finish with, Rio? Uh, yeah. One little, okay. If you have a question, you want to ask yourself a question, mm. don't ask the guy that's confused. Ask your higher self what, what I do in this moment. Mm. And that guy always has the answer for you. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, he always knows what it's deep. It's, it's deep inside, mate. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, imagine the most amazing version of who you are. Mm-hmm. What would that guy do right now? Yeah. I often find that when people, when people have a problem in their life and they're coming to you for it, and you're like, "Well, I don't have the answer for you. I can give you some advice, but you, you know deep down, you know, like you know it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, you just don't want to see it, so you're That's just bouncing it. around. You're, you're scared to make that leap, but you know, you know, you need to break up with your girlfriend or your boyfriend because you're sitting here hating yourself. You're in a toxic relationship. You just can't make that step. So every week you're going to call me and tell me mm. how terrible your life is. And I love, I love to challenge someone with that and say, you know what, you, it's not them it's you you're creating this yeah. you know what i mean it was really interesting what we said the other night oh, we were at, we were at some place and there was these two people that had just split up from their partners right? <laughs> and i just looked at him and i said you know what you know what just happened to you your biggest excuse for not being amazing just disappeared <laughs> yeah know? they're it's both like... lost inside themselves we're at dinner <laughs> And these two people are both lost, both bickering about, you know, they're just lost in life because they both come from relationships. And, and you could just see they were scared. They were scared. There was just a lot of fear there. And yeah, Rio just said that. Mm-hmm. You've just lost this excuse. To not be amazing. Yeah. Yes, it's like, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, mm. it's so true. It's like, yeah, get rid of your excuses for not being amazing. Mm, they're beautiful. They're, they're pointless. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, it's an hour and ten. I'm going to get Beautiful. you to Suffolk Park. Yeah, good on you, mate. Hey, that um, was an awesome meeting you, too. Likewise. Like, thank you, Rio. It's a pleasure, pleasure to have you in my thank, life. Thank and, you. You know, I'm grateful. Yeah. Thank you. And Thanks, thank mate. you so much for running yeah. us through that, that meditation earlier. That Please, was that yeah, got that deep, was and that was really nice. And Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I didn't do such a good job. But <laughs> you didn't but know I, where you were. I, you know, look, I gave it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it's about, though. Exactly. Give, Give it, it a crack. Give it a crack. Yeah. Give it yeah, a okay. crack. That's it. All right. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. So if you like this episode, please feel free to share it and leave a rating. And if you have or know of anyone with a wild story, please get in contact with me through my Instagram, Aaron underscore Shanks, or the website diariesofthewildones.com because I'd love to sit down over a beer or a coffee and hear it. Yeah.
like a double 